Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by the Seaside Half Marathon and 5K on October 20th, 2019, starting at the Sawmill Cafe in Seaside Park at 8 a.m. The half starts at 9 a.m. And Brian, do you know anyone pacing that race? I do. I know two people pacing that race. Actually, I know more than that, but I know the two of us. So join Brian and myself pacing. Actually, we'll be pacing the first two groups at the Seaside Half Marathon. Medals to all finishers of both races. And run the 5K and the half, earn both individual race medals and also earn a third challenge medal along with long sleeve tech shirts to all entrants. It's uh, the race benefits the Marine Mammal Stranding Center, which is a really cool thing when the uh, mammals will come up on the beach and things like that. They actually Dad have a used service. to do that stuff yeah. with the sea turtles so and whatnot. How cool! Great benefit for that. Um, the Triborough First Aid, which is uh, you know the seaside uh, local first aid squad, and uh, the Ocean Running Clubs Scholarship Fund. Um, cool thing this year too. Awesome. What are they doing, Christine? They're going green. Yes. So they're eliminating all the plastic cups from the water stops. They're using paper only. And they're adding a refilling station. So some, most, some people run with their handheld uh, water uh, um, you know, devices or you know, the, the, um, so they can refill those as they go during the race. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's give you that time and date again. It's the uh, 20th of, of uh, October. Uh, there's a 5K starts at 8. The half marathon starts at 9. If you complete both races, you can actually uh, get a, a third medal for the challenge race. Uh, you know, it's a really, really fun event. Um, the uh, It's been on going on for quite a long time, uh, and it's a great half marathon, super flat, going to have awesome, awesome pacers. I'm pacing the 135 group. Christine's pacing the 140 group, and then there's going to be five-minute increments uh, of pace groups. Brian told me I can't pass them because then I would the be at the back. wrong pace. Great. Yeah, you better chill out, Conti. It's going to be great. I'm going to run nice, even splits. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to run a 135 if you run with me. I'm not, we're going to be good. So everyone, make sure um, they're all over Facebook, all over media. Um, if you get onto Instagram, um, it's ORC Seaside Half. Make sure that you get on the right one. You don't want to be joining anything in Florida, okay, because that could mess you up. So definitely in New Jersey. Um, please get on their website and all of their information we're actually going to put up on our website, which is twofitcrazies.com. You could click right on there, register, get involved. It is going to be fantastic. Join us. Yeah, yeah. What else are we brought to you by? So we're also brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness. That's ContiFitness.net. So make sure if you are interested in living a better quality life, you want some, you know, extra run training or you want to add a little extra, you know, fitness and wellness into your life. You want to feel good. Reach out. I work with a lot of people, whether it be online. I do certifications. And uh, if I'm not traveling and all over, um, Check out, let's face it together, the facial exercise and rehabilitation that is sweeping the country. Get a manual. All right, looking younger by the day. And uh, contifitness.net. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Again, that's my company. We're going to create some positive change in your life with uh, programs to improve your health, nutrition, your mindset, and everything else that we have going on. We do one-on-one programs. We do group programs. Uh, you know, online uh, it can be done or, uh, you know, locally if you are living in the area. Uh, we could take care of you in my office. Um, uh, we've got a lot going on. So, uh, you know, uh, as the uh, – calendar turns to September, it's always a good opportunity to reset, right? We, uh, we always see that uh, turn to September and after Labor Day as a little bit of almost like a, a New Year's Day. So good time to take care of yourself and everything that you have going on because uh, life is sweet. And maybe you want to run a great race this fall and you want to reach out to Brian or myself to help you reach your goals. Always. You want to talk about running, you're not going to wear me out, that's for sure. Endurance athletes, it. right, Conti? We can hang in there with hey, the best of them. What do you guys need? Brian and I got you covered. Reach out to us. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Next episode coming your way. Enjoy. It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And then that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we should totally leave that in. You know why? <laughs> because Brian just forgot the rest of our intro. <laughs> I was thinking episode. That was Instead fantastic. of microphone. Okay, ready? And we are two fit crazies in an episode. We're where it's at. <laughs> Start over, Christine.
It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. We are where it's at most of the time. <laughs> Brian, well, are you thrown off because you have like a big race in a couple days or something? Is uh, that what it is? You're nervous? I don't me? have anything in a couple days. Oh what do you have coming Actually, up? Actually, we have a million amazing things coming up is what I have to say. So between broadcasting at races in, in the Jersey Shore area and, you know, pacing for people and you know what? I love fall. It's a Love good time. It. It's awesome. We've got great podcast guests. Um, today, you're going to hear episode 123, 123 mm-hmm. with Eileen Sharon. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So good. She's amazing. Um, these are, you know, kind of those diamond in the rough episodes sometimes that we have. And um, I love the fact that, hey, you know what? Sometimes Brian and I, you really know our guests. One of us knows them through something. And, and um, Eileen is just someone that called to me, you know, on social media, I was, it popped up and every once in a while, these people kind of appear and they're friends with friends. And I see them presenting at similar conferences around the country and just entrepreneurs and fitness movers and shakers. And Eileen is no different. She was fantastic. I mean, we're, you know, she's got great stories about how she got into the industry. Wait till you hear who she taught dance training. <sighs> I mean, two steps forward. <laughs> I mean, straight up. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> straight up. Now tell me. Yeah. Uh, we'll let her tell you. Um, but it was, uh, you know, just, it's just a great story from the beginning of how she got started and, and just Omniball where she creator. took it and, you know, where she decided to, to make it a career in fitness and, and just, um, you know, just really in- inspiring. She's got, she's got a lot going on. Um, she's created this, like Christine just said, the Omni ball, which is a, uh, you know, a multi a directional uh, fitness ball that you know you can strap to your hands, and you hear about her prototype and how she made it, and it was. Uh, and she's inspired by her dad. Yeah, like it was kind of really cool experience, and all the programs she did talk about. You know all the ups and downs, and and what you should do for our fit pros and people who have ideas and entrepreneurs out there. Guys, you got to protect yourself. Don't not go for something because you're afraid, but CYA, right? Trademark yourself. Always not a business. disclose yourself. It's always a business, right? You got to keep that in mind. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's everybody's friendly until until something you know happens or an idea gets. Um, Do your homework. Yeah. Do your yeah. homework, everybody. I think it was great, and I think that there's a lot of great takeaways from this episode. Whether you're just a fitness enthusiast looking for new ideas, or you know, we did spend a, a great amount of time, you know, talking about going forward with ideas and marketing and um, and what you should do, and maybe mistakes that you can expect and it's okay make the mistakes get the experience learn from it and and keep going and we got it all right here episode one two three right abc one two three baby you and me christine conti and eileen (laughs) and eileen yep eileen sharon so here we go episode 123 enjoy it to fit crazy in a microphone Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are too fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at, Brian? Uh yeah, on the other on the end of this line. We got a live wire here today. Episode one twenty three with Eileen Sharon. Uh-huh. Eileen, how you doing? I'm doing great. One twenty three. I like that number. One, two, three, one, baby. It's one, as easy as one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah, we're gonna have to make that our motto here today. Good morning, you two. How are you doing? Doing well. Fantastic. We're actually at the Jersey Shore. It's a beautiful day. Where are you coming to us from? I'm coming to you from sunny California, Southern California, West Covina. There's this show about my city, but I've never really seen it. So Okay. West Covina, California. That's the land of milk and honey out there. Well, it's definitely a warm land of milk and honey. (laughs) (laughs) Here down in Southern California. All right. 
Oh my goodness. So what are you up to today? What's on your agenda? You are on my agenda. You <laughs> Love it. Set a priority on my schedule. You are the first thing in my day since it's eight o'clock in the morning. Although I have answered some emails, and um, I this is my day that I I do to clean up all my work during the week. Today I'll be writing an article that I have due. Um, I just finished one for the Idea Journal. So I, I do a lot of writing, and we can talk about that a little bit later with your guests. But um, just a you know a regular day for me. All right. So you know it's cool. So first of all, you are obviously, you know, our guests never just kind of fall out of the sky. You are a uh, kind of a mover and a shaker in the fitness industry and you invented something, correct? We need to talk about this for a second. What is that? I, I invented the Omni Ball, which is an omnidirectional ball that attaches to your hands and feet. But um, it is it is really cool. Think of an ab roller, but it has 360 degree rolling capability. So you can put it on your hand, you can put it on your feet. There, I have a two pound unit and a four pound unit. And actually I created the product because my dad was going through physical therapy oh, years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And the stuff that he was doing was really stupid. I mean, he was like, <laughs> roll a paper plate, slide it here, roll it up a wall, you know, knee mobility stuff. Cause he had a a knee replacement, and none of this stuff really made sense to me. So I know that he he couldn't pick up even a salt shaker or a, or a cup off a table. So I started thinking that we needed to work him in a different way. So I thought compression to strengthen the shoulder. This is the way we're going to go. So I took a pasta colander, a big tennis ball, a screw, and a bike strap because he couldn't really use his hands. His hands what are you, MacGyver? <laughs> yeah. well, I got a flip-flop, a hairbrush, and some... Yeah. It's like Gilligan's exactly. Island. <laughs> When you're, when you're an entrepreneur, you, you definitely go out of the box. And so true. I start constructed something and actually we put his hand in it. He didn't have to grip it. And I said, dad, compress on the table and then lift it. And it only weighed maybe, you know, less than a pound, but I say, do it in a clock. So roll it out in front of you at 12 then go to one then go to two. And so I had him moving this ball around. And the next thing you know, his shoulders better. And then I say, do it up a wall. If you can't go far, do two inches, compress and release, compress. So I was on my way to South America. I was a master trainer for a company. Um, it was called the V bike, Star Trek before they did the Johnny G bike. They were making a bike called the V bike. I was on a team of presenters and I was traveling to South America. And I remember sitting on the tarmac and there was this huge plane with balls all on the bottom of the plane and they were pushing these huge containers up into the plane. I went, there you go. The omnidirectional ball, because my ball only rolled one way, like an ab roller, just out and in. So when I went back to the drawing board, I, seven prototypes later, the Omni ball was created and it had a long story after that. It went through a couple different licensees and now it's back in my hands. But that wasn't actually the first product I created for the fitness industry, the first product I created, I was working for um, Balance Bar as the fitness liaison, and my children were eating too much of too many of my nutrition bars. So I finally said to them, "You know, do you guys want to make a kids bar? Because I, I really think this would be a hit instead of a cookie or instead of candy. We can give them something with protein since it was a problem." So I ended up creating the first kids nutrition bar called the Kids Sport Nutrition Bar. And unfortunately, uh, Cliff Bar ripped me off and created the Z bars and wiped me off the shelf. I was in about 400 stores. So the Z bars that you see out there in the industry, that was my positioning. And I created that. And then when that happened to me, I was so distraught about it. I did, <laughs> I created the Omniball. So there, I'm always thinking of new ways to fill an, a need and not only in the fitness industry, but in areas that I'm, I feel passionate about. I have three boys, and it's rare that we would buy those Cliff Bars anybody, but we're never buying them again. How's that? Oh, no. I feel bad, <laughs> I, I feel bad because actually what was, what was the worst part of it is that I, would, I wanted to create a self-standing nutritional center in every supermarket in the, in the country uh -huh. for children. And I had developed a pixie stick if you remember what pixie sticks of were, course. Um, sports drink where you'd have customizable bottles and sports drinks. 
her kids really didn't exist except for Gatorade. And I also was going to do the first gummy vitamin that also didn't exist at the time. So it, it, it was really frustrating that I got wiped out quickly, but I had this whole line of great, like a bread spread and products for children that I was really passionate about, but they, they killed me. They just killed me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough world out there, Eileen. It is, but you can't stop right. being passionate about what you do. Uh, you don't know what the end and means of, of your hard work will be. Sometimes you're lucky and, and sometimes you're not. I love that you share that with us too, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people out there, especially are there fitness pros that follow this, you know, you come up with ideas and you put your heart and soul into it and you think that's the thing. You think that's it. And, yeah. and maybe no that thing is just a stepping stone again with companies yes. I've been involved in. I'm like, this is the thing. And it's not the thing. This is the learning experience you need to find exactly. the next thing. And, and that next thing will lead you to the next thing and the next. And, and it's, you know, and then you have all of these things that yes. are in the same realm. And I just think that's such a, that's such an important thing to, to remember. And now, you know, like you said, you could have easily been like, you know what? Forget it. I, I tried. Now I got to go, you know, now I'm going to go back to doing something that I may not be totally passionate about. And you didn't. And that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's what people need to remember is that there is a, a go, no go time with your own product. You can be really passionate and you can take it and you can build it and you can even get it, um, just get some distribution. That's like the distribution marketing is like the hardest part of uh, product development, but even if that happens, there has to be either some luck, I hate to say that, or a connection or timing if you're not in the right timing. I didn't have deep pockets when I did my kids' sport nutrition bar, so that's why Clipper Bar was able to basically pay for all my slotting and, and get me off the shelves pretty quickly. But you just have to remember that the experiences that you gain in life – you can, you can sit there and crawl into a hole. It gets depressing for a while, or you can get up and be who you are. And I think fitness is, this is a, a great time to be in fitness because you can be entrepreneurial. And that's what I was mentioning as I'm writing an article. Well, I didn't start off doing all the things that I'm doing in fitness. I started off teaching high impact aerobics in G-strings and leg warmers <laughs> back in the day. And yeah. the, first, the first club I taught at was owned by Valerie Bertinelli and Van Halen. Oh, nice. <laughs> Putting up the speakers and it was a, a great little club. Some other big names like um, Karen Voigt came out of that club. It, it was a really cool place. And that we just got paid an hourly wage. But now there's, you can go to school for it. You can get a degree. You can get certifications. You can, you can do personal training. You can do small group training. You can work in a church. You can work in a spa. It, the opportunities now are huge. And if you diversify and become more entrepreneurial, you'll have a better chance of surviving because you can't use your body to the extreme that you do when you're young. Even when you're young, you shouldn't um, just teach, just provide classes. Make it a career. That, that's, way to go. that's always a conversation that Christine and I have with, with each other is that, you know, like it, it, there's a, not a shelf life, but you know, we've got to be doing more outside of, of the gyms, uh, you know, and, and always, and for other trainers out there, it's just so, that much more, you know, more important to have the products, maybe to, you know, have them out there on the market or, or, you know, have your blog and have your podcast and have all these things, uh, you like the, you, like you do with your writing and your presenting. Use your brains. Yeah, that's it's, right. Find your talent. It, you know, Find a special talent because everybody does have one, whether it's working with seniors that a lot of people don't want to work with, or if you've got a knack for working with kids, you know, diversify from there and, and take your talent and work it in a different way that could be more profitable, that you can actually stay and work in, a, in an industry that you're passionate about. And I think is very powerful coming out of what you're saying is that, and I had a conversation the other day about this, that fitness is just not fitness anymore. It's not, I've got a program and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to present it and, it, and you know, everyone's going to be, everyone's going to love it. It's going to be great. It's not fitness. It's the business of fitness. If you're yeah. not in the business of fitness, you're not going to make it in fitness. And again, is it your, is it because your body's going to be breaking down? Absolutely. And I say it, you know, I, I did a lot of the very high intensity stuff for a while and, and okay, I'm still a fit crazy. She still is. I still have. <laughs> However, <laughs> but I am, oh, I am too. I'm still fit crazy. Different. Absolutely. It's very different. And, 
like I kid around and say, I'm done with the jumping around and doing the backflips. I'm done with that because if I do it, it's, it's for something specific. I'm designing things with exercise science in mind. It's not just to go out and kill it, like, and kill it and drag yourself off the ground after you're done. It's okay. We're designing this. Why are we doing it? What's the focus? Is it to maintain? Is it to build? Is it sports specific? Is it to decrease the signs of disease or this and that? And I think that people need to understand that, Hey, there's a lot of marketing that goes into things. Now there's a lot of product development. There's a lot of social media. There's a, and that's something you don't take into account when you're like, Oh, I got this great idea. Everyone's going to love it. And I think the fitness business from one, like from the time I started, it has, it's on the precipice of another major change right now, but it's, it's really, really changed. And here's why a lot of people, I just wrote an article on taking your, your, um, fitness business or your fitness qualities or your fitness presentation from like small class to the big stage. How would you go from being a teacher and personal trainer to start presenting in the, in the industry? And what I found with people is that they don't understand is that there are these corporations that have really taken over. And some of the biggest presenters, although wonderful, will represent four or five, six big companies. And the big companies will hire them because they're already there because of another company. So you start seeing the same big name presenters all over the place because they're being sponsored by these big corporations. I'm what you call a true independent. They're not a lot of me. I, cre- I create programs that I want. Like I was the first tubing presenter, first resistance tubing with handles. I'm still known as the tubing queen. I was the first um, <laughs> presenter in myofascial release in 2003 at IDEA. And nobody, I had to bring in my own foam rollers and tennis balls because they didn't want to, they didn't think that that type of flexibility program would be cohesive in the fitness industry and look where it's gone. So, <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at that right now. I, I did not get paid for that presentation at all. I went in, I delivered 30 foam rollers, actually it was 60 foam rollers. We, and we also paired off and they were about four inches around and they were made of foam foam. They weren't mm-hmm. even, they weren't what we think of them as foam rollers. And uh, I had partnered with a, a PT because I was in need of that work. And that's where my passion ended up being. And I brought it to my students. And five years later, I wanted to bring it to the world. And so look at how it's exploded. And I see a lot of stuff that I shouldn't be doing when, you know, that you should not be doing on the foam roller or incorrect work on the foam roller or even with really hard balls that people are using. So, but that's what happens with our industry. So people about two years after I started presenting it, I was pushed out because all the product companies came in and started sponsoring their presenters. So you have to realize that if you want to start your own program, especially now more than ever, social media is just the way to go. It really is because you, you reach more people. You don't have to be a huge name to have a following and you can send your, get your message out to people who feel like-minded. And I think that's something to remember. And it's, it's kind of going backwards. If you get popular on social media, now some of the conferences are looking to have you join so that you'll bring your, your followers in. Eileen, I have a question for you. And this is, this is what I guess, we struggle with as well. And, and I guess a lot of fitness pros and and people into fitness struggle with. So again, you know, you have this idea and, and it's interesting because I've struggled with this as well with, do I bring out certain ideas that I've come up with to fill a niche, to fill a void that I see is there? Because if I do present it, is it going to be taken? Like you said, this happens a lot. Someone yes, comes up with an idea. Um, and do you, how do you get past this? Cause I know we started the, the podcast because we want people to be able to have a platform that they may not have on their own. So we can share it. They can share it. They have an extra, you know, right. kind of something to share with, with their, um, audience or to, to get the word out. Is it, is that a lost cause? I mean, is it just naturally going to happen? People are going to steal the ideas and take it and run it with the big, monopolies, I always say, is there any? Yeah, that's a great question because I I do know I've had more, more programs and ideas taken than I could care to share with you. But here's, here's how I think about it. You do the best job you can in preparation. 
So in other words, I would get the domain, I would do the trademark. If you feel it's that viable, you've done your, you know, first of all, you have to do your research. Is there anything out in the industry like this? Is there formatting? Is there education? Is there a cert? You have to do your homework before you ever, ever launch anything. And that's part that m- most entrepreneurs forget to do. It has to be exhaust. You have to exhaust all attempts to figure out whether or not there's something like what you're doing out there. That's number one. Number two, once you decide that there, this is a unique program and that not only is it a unique program, program, but you're bringing something unique to the table, then you start to cover your butt you get trademarks you write up, um, maybe write up um, a template of what is involved. You you put everything down as much as possible. You maybe buy a domain name, a couple domains, maybe more than one domain, like five domain names. You cover yourself, especially if it's a, a catchy name, because I've had people do that as well. Um, a, a program that I came up with, um, the, the name was taken. So once you do that, you cannot be fearful or else you're going to be stifled and never launch. So what you do is you have to remember in the back of your head, I'm a creative person. I've done everything I can to protect myself because I've had a couple of really horrible things taken from me. And I'll explain one of them in a moment. Um, And then you put it out there as protected as you could possibly be and realize that you can always, because you're a creative person, come up with something else that somebody else could not. The stealers and the takers, unfortunately, are not original people or original companies. Companies can't think for themselves. It's a long a long line of a long process that they have to go through to even launch something. It takes them a very long time. So you need to have confidence that if this happens, don't get deterred. You'll just come up with something else. And that's the way your, your mindset has to be. I, I have a friend of mine who's in. How easy did that just sound? No, it, it, it was. It, it sounds like you've done this before. Uh, and, You're and, good. And, and You're a, good. A lot of, and off. a lot of it is just that. I mean, you really have to, you know, cover your assets. Um, uh, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a friend of mine I've who. Covered my you got to cover your assets. Uh, mine are covered right now. Yeah. So I have a friend of mine who's in uh, product development, and he's in all sorts of stuff like kids' games and things like that. And I, and every time I say to him, uh, you know, hey, I've got an idea, I want to run it past. He's a good guy, and he knows stuff, and he knows the business of all of this creation and product development. And he says. Great. I don't want to hear a word about it until you make me sign a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, NDAs for sure. He says I don't. I just signed one yesterday yep. with somebody else. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's just like, and I think his exact words are, "Until you make me sign a non-disclosure agreement." Yes, but I have to warn you. I have to warn you. I've signed many an NDA, and that in a couple situations, that has not helped. It just if people if people are deviant enough to find a way, they sure. will. But then, you know, would you want to be working with that person anyway? You, it, I'm tell, it's, it's a weird situation that um, entrepreneurs are in. Now there's these, all these companies out there that will take you down that path and they'll basically own almost everything you've got. So you have to be careful. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It's not that I'm a, you know, Debbie Downer, but I'm really cautious. Let me give you a quick story. The Omniball was bought by Guyam. Huge company, right? Mm-hmm. 40,000 retail outlets. They were sending me flowers one week. Six weeks later, they wanted out of my contract and owed me a lot of money. They said, if you don't let us out of your contract, we're going to sue you and you're going to lose your house and home. End of story on that one. So I was distraught because I had all everything, all ducks in a row, great paperwork, super perfect, seemed like great people. The contract was great. And it completely fell apart in the fastest way. And then I had um, a secondary person come to me and want to license my technology to create an ab roller. And so I did it specifically just for an ab roller. I partnered with this guy. I helped him. I mentored him. I worked with him. And then he went on national TV and declared the company his. So there's, you can only do so much prep you can do everything you possibly can, but at one point you've got to just, you got to risk it. If you want it, you got to risk it. And it's great that your friend said that. And it shows that he's, if he's asking you, then it shows that he's an honest individual and that your chances working with him are better than others, but you just have to be more careful. Do your homework. Right on. Oh my goodness. That's, so, yeah. 
So let's let's get out of this. I I, I feel okay. like I, no, I feel like uh, you know we're 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 good, and you've developed all these things, and I, I just I, I feel like uh, some of it has has been the downside of the business, but this business is fantastic. The, I love the I love the sharing of your experience. Experience it's, exactly. It, it's so helpful because so many people have have these struggles, and so many people are like, "Do I share this? Do I not? Does it get taken? How do I do it?" I mean, I've got yeah, programs too that I've sat on for fifteen years, trademarked them, and now have been scared and yeah. have said, you know what? I, I don't know. Am I ready? Is it not? And, and again, it's funny cause we'll, we'll talk at some point, but 2020 I'm launching something that it's been over 15 years because it wasn't wow. yeah. the right time. It sometimes takes that long. It really does. And, and it's okay. It's all right. Anything well thought out, but again, there's a go, no, go, no, go point where like you have to figure out at one point, like when Cliff Bar kind of wrecked me, you have to decide, okay, that's it. That's all I can put into it. That's all the financial risk I'm willing to do. Let's move on. And I think being an entrepreneur, sometimes they're too passionate. Yes, you need to be passionate about your project, but you also need to be a business person and realize that, okay, this is over. I need to move on. Same thing in fitness. It's like, I love, I love high, low aerobics. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. I think it's great training, great brain training, great, great cardio training. And it became at a point, it became not popular. doesn't mean that I don't love it and still want to do it and still want to teach it, but you have to, you have to move with the times and you have to move on sometimes. And if your if your product is, doesn't resonate and it's not the right timing, it's time to move on. We should bring back the thong workout <laughs> outfits now. <laughs> the leg warmers. Yeah. Just oh, not... I love my leg warmers. Yeah. Don't you there? Just not the hairdos, right? Everything but those. Hairs. Oh, I still have big hair. You, uh, I mean, okay. if you haven't seen me, it's like, what the heck? <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's talk about what's going on right now. What's what's going on? I know that you are um, still out there presenting and whatnot. So what's up? What's on the agenda? What are you up to? Well, when I was had my children, my kids were home. My kids are now grown up. My son's thirty. I ha- hate to see him and say that one. And my daughter's twenty three. They're out working in the real world. Um, I, I did a lot of presenting when they were really young and I could cover them. Then during the years that they were at home more in high, the important years, junior high, high school, I was home a lot more and didn't present. I also had a little bit of a downward health. I got, I did, was developed Hashimoto's. So that was a little bit of a scary situation. So I stopped presenting and a, a, a lot of presenting. I would do ideas, some of the bigger conferences, but now I'm, I'm home alone. I feel awesome and my kids are gone. So I've added a little bit more presentations to my, to my plate. I'm absolutely creating more webinars. Uh, I have one called Flexibility Fast that I launched a couple years ago because I thought that there was a huge need in our industry to learn how to proper, properly add flexibility into your program, especially for teachers. And, and then again, I diversify, I try and write. I still teach in three different locations. I think that's always helpful for your brain to be in front of different people. I, I guest instruct at a spa in Mexico called Rancho La Puerta. We're going to talk about this because yeah, literally you are like the fifth person that I'm involved with with Rancho La Puerta. And I was supposed to go and something happened uh, with my schedule, whatnot, last summer. And uh, I didn't go. And I was booking and I had a week. And so now that you're saying this, I need to, I feel like the universe is like, Christine, get your ass to Rancho La Puerta. Here's the interesting thing about the ranch. I started going there about 29 years ago. I was asked to go down to, do you guys ever remember the National Aerobic Championships where people were doing fitness competitions, Crystal Light? You guys are probably too young. Hell yeah, Mindy Milray. Uh, yeah, okay, Mindy. <laughs> was in Mindy them. and I were yes. competing around the same time. Oh my gosh. I was choreographing for a lot of them. I was in the top four in the country, won this region and the um, open region a few times. And so I was heavily into competitive aerobics. That's my jumping and my craziness. Is we have that that single thing that will keep us. <laughs> God, I feel like I would have been good at that, Brian. Most of our lives, yes. um, but they asked me to come down and show my one of my uh, performances. And then when I was down there, they said, would you want to audition? I said, well, yes, this is like the prettiest place I've ever seen. Teach fitness, eat great food, meet people with the same mindset. So I've been going there for 20, 29 years, almost 30 years. Yeah. You have to go. Hey, it beats working, right? Can't beat that. 
it's a it's a working vacation is what I call it. And, um, I don't I love that. I love the fact that I can still move. It's a beautiful place. It's only about three and a half hours from where I live, so it's pretty easy. And I go there about once every. I'm what they call a part time staff. I go there about once every five weeks. Wow, that's awesome. awesome. All right, Eileen, yeah. we're going to have to cross paths if I'm going to set this up in the next year. So For sure. we'll be in touch. And so hopefully we can, you know, cross paths. Be there the same week. The ranch. Oh. That'd be fun. So what else are you presenting on when you, uh, when you're presenting out and about? Uh, I'm specialized in, because I started so early in the industry, I specialize in a, a lot of different things. Of course, myofascial release, flexibility, anything with a piece of equipment, tubing, weights, body bar, uh, you name it. I love every every piece of equipment out there, so I'll present with that. I'm starting to do a lot more lectures on uh, entrepreneurial lectures, lectures on personal development. Like Again, if you want to become a presenter, how do you do that? On product development, entrepreneurial kind of information. So just diversifying, again, my offerings. But I still do – a lot of people will, will transition from doing just the fitness stuff, the exercise – and then go into lecture. I still love to do a little bit of both the workshops, the, the lectures and then the workouts themselves. So Eileen, how do you get the word out to people then about, you know, again, a lot of fitness pros or even people that are avid in the fitness industry, how do they go from, or how do what, what would you say? What advice would you give them then about, Hey, I know that you have got a world of experience. How do you now transition into giving more lectures because honestly you can't just say, Hey guys, I'm having a Facebook, you know, lecture tomorrow at 6 PM and expect 150 people to jump on there. Yeah. Or you, you, you've got to get paid. You can't just give away all your information for free. There comes a point. Correct. So how do you, how do you recommend going about this and how do you do it? That's a, that's an interesting point though. Um, I think going live is a great way to go. The first time I went live, I had nobody show up and I had, I had a huge, I had a pretty huge, you know, Facebook list and nobody showed up. I was like freaking out going, why is anybody showed up? It happens. So what you want to do is if you're going to do a, a live, you would give a taste of the information that you want to present maybe the top three points out of the 10 that you would present or two points or um, maybe a, a small segment of each, a little a, a one-liner just to taste and say that you would actually ask questions. Is this information important to you? Do, you? do any of you like this information and have people give you feedback? Remember, anything that you do live stays on Facebook, so you'll get feedback later on. Don't think that if nobody shows up, that's the end of it. You, you'll find that residual people will, will show up. And, and then I tell people that you should t- go to join Toastmasters, start learning how to present because there's a lot of people out there who still, it's a different age, need to learn how to be concise, quick, catchy, have a, a, a great um, hook at the beginning, and you need maybe join a Toastmasters or something, and then start doing your presentations on the small scale. Maybe your gym will host it. Uh, have your gym promote it and make it a, a small fee, but maybe you split it with the gym 50, 50. And then you start going out to maybe your church or different organizations or a hospital. You need to start small and get your chops. And then once you show some of the feedback that you get from these things that you get written feedback or you get feedback that's online, you, you take it to organizations that you feel might be aligned with you. Let's say if you're doing um, a senior lecture, maybe it heart health, then you maybe go to your local hospital and say, look at, I do a lecture on this. Would you like, it just, it, it has to start in a manageable size, manageable size. And then you can open it up from there. And you will find that the more you present, you kind of find your, your style and, and the way you work and your, your pace and you just need the experience. So that's what I would suggest is you start small. Don't ever blow everything out online. You just do a samples. And then if if you write up your, your work, your lecture or your write, you have notes then you can actually have people email you so that you can grow your email list and um, send them some of the outline or the notes that you created. So let's talk about fitness pros then. I know a lot of people are into mentoring right now and everyone obviously wants to get on different circuits for, 
you know, fitness conventions and, you know, I, I, I obviously got into presenting, um, you know, through, through different companies and now I do, you know, my own presenting and Brian and I have, you know, we actually do things with business summits with podcasting. Um, some of it was who, you know, um, some of it, I, like you said, some of it might be luck, but I, I think you create your own luck. I really believe that you showing up creates a lot of luck. You have to to put out that great frequency, you know, that always be positive. It's what I mean by luck is, you know, sometimes you'll meet somebody and go, huh, that might work. And you have to follow through. That's luck. I mean, that's, that's an absolute an important connection that you make. And I, I do feel that you can get into the shows. A lot of people get in by offering to work the booth for free so that they, they can go to the, a conference or you, you need to, you need to step up and, and, and yes, your time is valuable, but if your goal is to present, maybe you need to, to ask a, a particular company of, of a product that you like to work their booth. They would rather have you there than pay another body especially if you're passionate and know what you're doing. So that's a great way to get in. And then I've known some huge presenters who've gotten in to the industry by just volunteering at booths. Yeah. All right. You know how I started meeting people? This is really funny. I mean, I like people. I like talking to people. So I used to go to the fitness conventions, just talk to people. And then, you know, I was working with companies. No one knew who the hell I was. Seriously, no one. <laughs> but I was just someone who loved to talk, like, you know, energetic person. And people would be having a glass of wine. I'd have a glass of wine and sit. And then I met all these great people. I always throw his name out there. Freaking Fabio Comana, right? <laughs> I love to have a glass of wine and talk with Fabio Comana. I could talk to him all day long because he's hysterical. Right. But that's like one of the examples I tell people. I'm like, don't be afraid to go up mm-hmm. and strike up a conversation. And absolutely. And now these people are like a phone call away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that I was like, oh my gosh, are now friends. Um, yeah. so many people, so many friends of our podcast are, you know, it are just people that, are movers, shakers, the biggest in the industry. I mean, Eileen, look, look at yourself. You're on here, no. you know, <laughs> no, 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 really. <laughs> but, but really, that's, but, that, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're there, you're there to, you know, you can work out all the time, right? You can work out anywhere you go. When you go to those conferences, it's, you're there to network. Um, you Absolutely. know, you, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and we always say, or, and you're there to learn, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just there to sweat and get your ass kicked, uh, you know. Um, Wrong, well, if that's your goal. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really... You t- get to a point where you burn out, and, and uh, it's true. Just even going in and checking out two or three sessions, as opposed to if you just, if you see one that really catches your fancy, you hang out. Absolutely, networking is is key, and nobody's on a pedestal. I mean, yeah, some of the bigger names, I, I mean, I try and reach out to even big name people that are my friends and they just don't have the time. But if you really, you don't want to align yourself with those people anyway, you're going to want to be with the people and meet up with the people and socialize with people, network with the people who are like you, who want to mentor, who want to bring people up, who love the whole process, who love the, who love the fitness industry, who are not jaded. And that is going to resonate and, and that's going to move you forward. So just align yourself with the right people. All right. Speaking of right people, Eileen, we didn't even ask you this, and this is some of the best part of our podcast. Why and how the heck did you get into fitness in the first place? Yeah, way back then. So I was a dance teacher. I was a, I always took dance. My mom said that I, that I was a mover from the time I came out of the womb. So she kept me very, very busy in sports as a swimmer, a gymnast. And so I, I actually took dancing, and when I was 14 years old, I got asked to assist um, this. She was an amazing teacher, and that was one of the things my mentor teachers when I was dancing just taught me so much. Her name was Karen Schwartzman. She was my uh, first teacher I assisted with, and she was amazing, very patient with children. They were all like four, five, or six-year-olds. And actually, I have a great story. I was um, assisting her class. And she was teaching tap and there was this little girl who couldn't get the step and she was ridiculously frustrated and started crying. So Karen said to me, can you take her aside and maybe help her through this? And I took her aside and I said, you know, the way she's teaching it is a little hard for me too. How about you try the way that I learned this step? And so I taught it to her and she got it and she was so excited and all of a sudden a big smile on her face and she ran back into the group and started doing this. It was Paula Abdul. 
And so it comes Get to the heck out of here. Oh, that's so that funny. even the most talented people struggle. And so I did get my start in dance. When I turned 16, I had my own classes. And then when I was 19, I was in a production. I was a, a pro, um, professional dancer for Henry Mancini. A gym owner saw me perform, came to the studio and said, do you know anything about aerobics? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I starting to see some stuff about aerobics, but you know, who knows? He goes, I'm opening up four gyms and I need somebody to kind of teach teachers how to do a standard class. So like me, as always, I started doing my research. I went to take aerobic classes. I went to this thing. It was like this. It was like an aerobic boot camp. It was in this big, huge gym with like a stage. And there was the most gorgeous woman on stage and this gorgeous man on stage. And like, this is just not me, but I'm going to learn. So I wrote some notes and then I developed a, you know, there was a 12 minute warm up, a 15 minute cardio segment. Cause that's all you would do. The arm segment, there would be an ab segment, a floor segment, an arm segment. And I put together this kind of the criteria. Well, the next thing I know is teaching fitness. And, um, I was 19 years old when I taught my first class and I was 21 when I got hired at the exercise company, which was a pretty well-known spot in, in the Valley. And the rest was history. I, I stopped teaching dancing at 23, worked in fitness all through college. And then when I got out of college, nothing else felt as passionate to me as, as this. I got my degree in health administration, which is running hospitals. It's not me at all. I would never want to be in a hospital. So I said, you know, I'm going to make a living at this. And that's, that's when it started. And I did my first video called the 29 minute total body toner with the producer of Jane Fonda's first video. He was, his wife was taking my classes at this little club and that video sold, I think 4 million, 4 million copies. And I got 250 bucks. I was so proud of myself. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> so the rest is history. The rest is history. I just kept teaching. I moved to Chicago for two years, taught there at the East Bank club moved back to California, Orange County, and then just kept diversifying my offerings. When I was in Chicago, I needed to make a lot of money because my husband was in school there. So I started doing uh, cooking for my clients, mani-pedis, massage, and fitness. So I made a full career out of, you know, I had to make money. So that's how I figured I could do it. So that's kind of the quick, quick synopsis of my history of my fitness I guess my fitness life and I hope in the next 20 years I can feed into a, a couple of other cool stories for you. <laughs> oh, of course. That is the stuff right there. You I know? love the, like the living that yeah. everyone's doing. It, yeah. That's what's really cool that I love all of our guests have this. It's not, you're not going to get the story of, of, Hey, well, I went to school and then I went to more school and then I got my job and then I just got my apartment, my house, my husband, my kids, my, it's always, there's something going on here. There's something bigger that I did this and then this opportunity. And it, it's the excitement that I don't hear from the average person. Do, do you, right? Do you agree, Brian? No. And, and then that, that punchline of I sold 4 million copies and I got $250. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, it's almost like you're, you're stand-up comic or like struggling oh. actors and, oh, and, and fitness instructors, you know? Well, I mean, there's a, a lot of fun that goes, you have to have, see it from a fun perspective. I, I really think that everything, it, keep your eyes open because everything is just an experience and we only live once. So, you know what? Pay attention. When there's an opportunity, pay attention. Go down that road. Enjoy it. Enjoy it more. I think people... They get, I understand depression. I, I'm, I know very close family members who, who deal with this and we all have our low points, but we have one life. Fitness makes me happy and just find a way, find a, made, a way to make, you know, make things happen and, and uh, don't stop. I think in fitness, sometimes you get, you feel like you're hitting your head against a wall because, but then you'll meet someone or you'll see something that'll spark an idea just be open, be open and be con constantly changing. I think that will really help. And and that's a good segue because I, I had um, written this down. And you mentioned it before about the changes in the fitness industry. Be open to change. Uh, you said that there's changes have taken place and you feel like there's uh, more changes coming our way. What do you? Big time. Yeah, big time. Um, we agree on that. I want to hear from you. What What are some of the changes that you've seen? Uh, you know, obviously with with uh, everything, and then um, what are some of the changes that you expect to see? 
it's it's been interesting because when social media started and we started seeing a lot of fitness stars maybe don't have the education but have a huge following and you know, darling charismatic personalities a lot of the old timers were angry about the divide right there's this divide there's these these young um great social media people who have a, a knack for that and and then there's the old timers that are trying to maneuver through that and they're they're not synergistic they're not going down the same road and the the new ones are thinking of the old ones as like dinosaurs and that but there's so much education and so much knowledge there there has to be a way for us to all come together i'm not sure how that's going to happen but it would benefit the world if we could do that I'm, again, not sure that will ever happen, but social media is here to stay, and we have to learn to to get along. We can't speak badly about each other. I think that's one of the things that hurts us. Another, another big thing that's happening right now is the conferences that are out there. Conferences were ginormous. The, the expos were huge and all fitness-based, and now they've changed. There's a lot of food, and there's health products they're they're more wellness oriented instead of fitness oriented and the numbers in these big conferences are shrinking they are shrinking some of the bigger uh, bigger names like like even the shoe sponsors don't a lot of shoe sponsors don't go to these big conferences anymore because it's not worth their while i think that um small conferences have popped up all over so it, it makes it easier for people to get their education they can get education online. What we do miss when we're doing it online and even at smaller conferences is the grand nature of these big conferences and, and the family that you feel. I have fitness family all over the world and I feel like I could stop into any country. If I go to a gym, I know that there's someone going to have my back there because we all think the same and we all have the same kind of path that we follow. But there are going to be some changes in the next couple of years. People are trying to struggle to find a, a space. And, and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out now that we've got the, um, the mirror, you know, the new mirror. And there's all these cycling programs that you're live with people from all over the world. You're connected, but you're in your own space. So that's changing the feel of fitness. I mean, the whole point of being in a club was to find your tribe and to have connections and to be supported. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. I think it's going to, people are going to look for even more products to bring to the home where you're connected to the world, but not. Yeah. It's, it's like, we've never been more connected and more isolated at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> it's troubling to me because there's something about that face to face connection that that was the reason when I saw the light bulb go on, not only with Paula, but the students that you connect with, that you resonate with, that you know that you're making a difference in their life. When you make that face-to-face -face connection, it's different than a comment. And not to say that there isn't power in that as well, but I feel that that is part of my humanity is the ability to look in someone's eyes and know that they need a little extra that day. It's, it, it's, you know, if you can't high five someone at the end of the day, you know, or, or get a hug at the end of the day, you're alone, um, you know, and, yeah. and regardless of how many, you know, people are also cycling with you at the same time. Um, you know, I actually read an article about it and, it and it was kind of like showing both sides of it. And it was like, you know, but these trainers that actually are, you know, whatever they're on the bikes or doing, they have massive following so you are somewhat part of a tribe but you don't ever meet these people you never met that person you never you know you're just like you know you're, you're it's like it's like uh it's listening like friends it's like listening to the show and you never met us before you know you can yeah. be friendly with it's us and understand us reality tv actually is what it is it's like you're you're getting connected to this personality but it's you're just and yes you might get a heart or yes you might get a, a reaction but still it's it's we're so stuck in that whole reality TV world where stardom, of course, celebrities have always been celebrities. We've always put them on a pedestal and looked at them in a certain way, but the fitness celebrities have become, it's an interest. It's an interesting thing. There are some huge fitness celebrities um, that have a huge following and people watch them on online. Yeah. I have a question for you. 
who, sure. and I'm going to pick your brain. Who do you consider a huge fitness like star at this point? Oh, wow. Well, cause you keep I mentioning wanna... like huge names. So who do you yeah, think is a huge the... name? People I've mentored and she'll, she'll admit to it as well. She did her first workshop with me. She did her first video with me. It was a Weight Watchers workout series and she was in the high and the low impact aerobics. It's on my Facebook page. Um, Shalene Johnson. She did Pio. Shalene. Yeah. So Shalene Johnson was one of my little girls. She was one of the people I mentored and she actually, there's a funny story how we met. I was teaching at a 24 hour fitness and I was teaching sculpt and she taught step right after, after me. And she had just got hired. It was a new club in Newport Beach, a very, a very um, she-she for a 24-hour fitness. And she walks up and she goes, oh, my God, I forgot my shoes. And I went, here, take mine. And I literally looked at her feet, took my shoes off, and gave her my shoes. And that's how we met. And I've mentored her for several years. She thought she'd get into competitive aerobics. And I said, no way, man. You are too skilled and a good people person. You need to get into presenting and create your program. And it's from there – the mentorship exp- expanded and yeah, she's a, a huge fitness star and a business entrepreneur that helps millions. Yeah. That's awesome. See, cause I think of, you know, you say this and, and it's funny that, you know, you use different names because I always said, Oh wow, I'm all struck by this person or this person. And then we're all in this together at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing, Eileen is, you know, people look to you as, wow, you're a big fitness star. And sometimes you don't consider yourself that to other people because of all of the people, (laughs) but you're, but you have to remember, what are you doing? A star is, it doesn't have to be that you have an infomercial. A star doesn't have to be that you pack your room with a hundred thousand people to do a class. Star power could be, here's my presence. I'm an entrepreneur. I've came up with things. I've gotten kicked down. I keep going. People look to you as a mentor, look to you in advice. And that in and of itself, you have to remember is very admirable. So that's very, very complimentary. And I really appreciate your high praise. Actually, I see myself as an educator, true to heart. I love to teach and um, I love to learn, but I, I'm, I'm an educator. So if in the path of, of me educating people along the road, people benefit, that's awesome. That's all I could hope for. I think that's, that's what it's about though. That's what it's about. That's it. Building people up and, and, uh, and, and, and just making it better for the, the industry, better for the, in a whole. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that, that you have this opportunity to highlight different people and different perspectives on your show. That's really commendable because you're giving people a voice. And I think that's a one, one, two, three, one, two, three, <laughs> one, two, three. So ABC. So Aileen, before we wrap up today, tell us what is on your agenda? What's in your future the next either couple months or where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? What's going on? Well, I'll always look at products, look at viable products that I'd like to bring to the market as long as it doesn't financially drain my family. That's always something that I'd love to do. I actually, um, a, just a quickie story for my last story is when I was 20 years old, I had traveled to Europe on my own because two of my friends that were going to go with me bailed and I went anyway. And I came back home and I told my dad, I want to, I want to, um, create German pretzels. And I, I trademarked the name pretzels, B-R-E-A. A-D-Z-L-E-S, pretzels. And he says, I'm not going to give you $20,000 to buy an oven to make pretzels, to make food. That's crazy. No one's going to buy pretzels. Well, five years later, all these pretzel places showed up everywhere. And I keep looking at like the Auntie Anne's. And- <laughs> <laughs> so I'd, I've done this from a very young age. I'll always look at a product, see if it's viable, regardless if it's fitness oriented or not. And because it's my passion. And my husband always says, you know, every time he hears me say, I have an idea, he goes, oh no, oh no, oh no, not again. (laughs) And I'll do that. And fitness is my passion. So I'll find a way to continue to work in the industry. I'm turning 60 this year. So I'm super excited about that. Everything feels great. I'm just as intense as I used to be. Nothing, nothing hurts. So nothing's fallen off. Nothing, no body parts have been replaced. So the outlook looks pretty good unless something goes wrong. And so fitness will be a big part of my life. And I will continue to see how I can provide a service to not only people who are out there, um, the consumer, but uh, instructors and, uh, of course, friends who need help. 
God, I love listening to, to people who just, their minds keep going. I love it. Like I always say to people, I'm like, I don't sleep. I just put my hands over my chest and my eyes oh my open God. and the mind just goes you because to, you need to call me up. I'm frightened that this friendship just started. Eileen, I'm, I'm like, wow, this, the universe somehow brought the, brought you to me. You know, well, how did you, how did you, how did, I mean, how did you decide to reach out to me? That's something I don't, one, I don't remember that. One Maybe of those I'm sleepless like, nights, I'm sure. Well, because every once in a while, I just, I'll, and I'm so bad at this because social media is like, it can just, it's like a black hole and it sucks you in that yes. vortex, right? So every, I always say like at least once a week, I go through my, I go through my LinkedIn once a week. I can't keep up on the Facebook, the Instagram, the everything, which I do every day. But LinkedIn, I go through once a week and I'm like, I'm looking, you know, and I look around, I see who's kind of friends with who. And a lot of times I do read through the fitness people that pop up. And, you know, when I look through and I'm like, wow, look at, you know, look at what this person has done and whatnot. I want to talk to them. And it's almost like, I know I'm being a weirdo right now, but like, it's almost like something appears to me. Like, I feel like I need to reach out to this person. It's a connect. It's a connection. It's, it's LinkedIn. And and that's the connection. Your connections, connections are, you know, they're, they're quality, quality people that you can speak to just the same. And, uh, you know, this podcast has given us the the ability to do that and just say, Hey, we've got this, you know, we've got something and here's who's been on the show. So what do you say? And, And here you are. Uh, you know, and it gives you an opportunity to, you know, to, to spread it, the word and, and, you know, people will, you know, come now and like your page and look at your awesome videos, which you definitely got to tell us where we can find you on yes. social media and where your articles are and where everything that you're doing is. Perfect. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just a good opportunity where, where people can connect and it's, you know, that's what we're looking to do is just, you know, spread the word, connect the coast, connect the, make the hey, world a smaller you place. You need to write a cool article about fit, crazy people. We're here for you. Uh, you know what? I will write that down. Fit crazy people. We are two fit crazies. <laughs> two fit crazy people. Eileen, my it. next race is in six days, and I'm freaking out. This is this is what happens. Don't freak out. Deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Deep breaths. Yep. Works. But again, we want to make sure that we live uncomfortably because we want to make sure that we walk the talk and make other people do things that they're afraid of. And you know what? And that's why we're. Two fit crazies because people Fear think is a great motivator. Some it of the things we do are crazy. Stuff, it makes you do stuff that you, if you take it that way, if you use it that way, it makes you do stuff that you never would thought you would do. And I think that's like getting on the plane to Europe when my two friends decided not to go. Fear is a, a, a wonderful motivator. Don't keep it. Don't make it stifle you. Embrace it. Move forward and embrace it. Well, you can always connect with me. My my e- my email is Eileen at EileenSharon.com. My website is EileenSharon.com. You can find me on Facebook, but I'd say don't go to my my personal page with the pretty picture in pink. Go to my pro page with the muscle holding a weight. Um, I post three times a week: Muscle Monday, Wednesdays cardio, Fridays flexibility Friday. I've got several programs um, that the consumer can purchase. I always give discounts. So if you guys want a special discount, I'd be happy to do that for your podcasters for flexibility fast. Um, so you can, I'll send you that information. You please, can always post that do. if you like. Um, and then I, I say this with, a, with truth and honesty in my heart. Once you have my email, which is Eileen at EileenShown.com, anyone, anyone in the world can write me with a question and I will respond. I may not respond the same day, but I will respond, and I've been doing that as long as I've had an email. So I love it. I'm opening that up to all of your podcasters, <laughs> all oh, your listeners. This is fantastic. I got to say, your your Facebook page with the videos they're, they're tremendous. I mean, there's there's uh, there's a lot of of um, you know you, you're definitely providing a lot of value uh, for for free, and, and they can come and check that out. That's fantastic. And how about the articles? Yeah. Where are your articles? Where where the, the articles? I some articles on my page, usually what I'll do is I might do a little blurb and then have people email me if they want them because I just won't okay. put four pages out there or three pages out there. But I have um, a lot of articles on my website. I have a lot of free videos on my website that you can just download for free and at least get a taste of who I am. And if you don't like me, you don't have to ever come back again. And then um, uh, you can also email me and if I'll 
I have a whole list of different ones. If you say, what are your articles? I have, again, how to take your skills from being a teacher instructor to a presenter, if that's your interest. I have tubing. I have core. I have um, fitness-based. I have theory-based. I have lecture-based. So it's just a huge variety. Usually I'll go on Facebook and say, if anybody is interesting in this, interested in this topic, let me know and I'll email you the information. So that's usually, if you become a Facebook friend, that's the best way to go. So great. Eileen, I want omniballs, like immediately. You want some balls, baby? Oh my gosh. Because okay. I've, I've obviously seen them, whatever, but then when I see how like gorgeous and amazing you are in all these videos, oh. I'm like, I need these immediately. Okay. So I'm going to give this as a gift to you. You have to pick. Do you want two, two pound balls or do you want four pound balls? I don't know. Come on, Christine. Oh, that's a hard choice. Oh yeah. my gosh. I decide. Take- you write me. You send me your address and I will... Send you some balls. I and you know it. what? You know what I will do? I will post some videos and I will tag all everything and you let me know how our listeners can go ahead and order those too and I'll put those up as well. That would be great. And I'd also provide a discount for your listeners as well, just because we want to make sure that your people stay happy. There so you go. well, first things first, we'll send you balls. You play with them, I'll send you some free videos to follow. <laughs> and then there you go. Omnibal, there is an omniball omni dash ball website. You can go there and check them out. You can also check Omniball Workout. Because Omniball Workout is the Facebook page. You can see some videos and pictures on there as well. I don't post that often, though. Awesome. Value everywhere. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, we appreciate it. We're going to put up all the, the, the notes in our show notes. We'll have all the links to all these. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll get that um, code from you and, and whatever it is that for them to get the discount. We'll uh, make sure that that's in there, too. And uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. This is a fantastic conversation. I'm going to go visit. Exactly I'm going to go visit you. <laughs> Pick me up at the airport later. Anytime. Meet anytime. you in Mexico. I'll meet you at Rancho La Puerta. I have an empty house too, so you're more than welcome. But it was—I have to say—it was an absolute pleasure, an absolute pleasure talking with you both today. Great, brilliant. You're brilliant. Oh my gosh, thank Touché. you so much. Well, with that said, Eileen, thank you so much, and. It's Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace. Woo.